Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Natasha Leone. Opening ceremony is great. I know them personally. I know Carol and Umberto for a long time. I met them. Uh, I am personally not sort of hip enough to really know them firsthand. I know them through my friend Chloe, Chloe Seveny, who uh, is not here because she's in Dublin making a film. Um, but they're great. I mean, there's a real collaborative spirit here with OC, and it's sort of all about uh, getting together all kinds of creative types to make things that are really cool and uh, individual and have a real point of view. And I think that uh, at a time like this, Fashion Week in New York City, this is a really nice thing. Here they are, Umberto and Carol. Hello, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for that intro. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you had a big show last night. Yes. How did that go? It went well. Yeah? We had our fall winter 2015 collection, um, and we showed a photography show of our really good friend, Spike Jones. Oh, there he is, Spike Jones, ladies um, and gentlemen. And that inspired the collection, so yeah, people got to see the process. And um, so it was like a bunch of photos, right? I read, I read here from 1985 to 2005. That's a lot of... 200, 240 photos, to be exact. And then you guys put them on all kinds of, uh, it's going to be like a Chloe face <laughs> and a Kim face. Yeah, there's, a, there's some collages that we made with some of the photographs, and there's kind of different ways that we dealt with them. And I think what was really great was it was a way for people to experience two distinct things, the clothing, and then also to see these photographs that had never been seen before. So... I think it was a pretty special, special moment. Um, how, does, how does an idea like that come to be? I mean, obviously, Spike is a really good friend of yours who you guys see all the time. But uh, so maybe it's a twofold question I have. Uh, but sort of like, how does it come up with somebody as close as Spike? Or how does just an idea like that come to be? Because you guys do so many of those collaborations. We do. A lot of it starts off with conversations and storytelling. And this one in particular was really a special conversation that Spike shared with me. Um, I had been bugging to see his photos for years and six or seven years. Finally, he got organized and said, hey, if you want to look at it, I'll show it to you. And so um, about nine months ago, he um, showed me just his photographs and really kind of walked me through um, a lot of images from that era and photos and people. And so it really almost kind of invited me into this these this two decades that I we didn't know each other. Hmm. So when I, did you guys meet? We met about nine years ago. And um, so I think that it was really exciting for him to share this with me and I asked him, I said, Oh, can we do a collection? I want to be do a collection inspired by these photos and he said, Go for it. I don't know what that means, but go for it. And so then through the process, these images kinda hung up on my wall. Um, as photocopies, and I said, oh, it'd be great if we could show these photos with the collection so you could really see the process as a viewer um, from inspiration to what we created. And that's what ended up happening last night. And then in a more like general way, does it, is it always, do you feel like it's always inspired by something like that? Like it's usually so firsthand in that way of uh, a friend or somebody that you know personally that kind of sparks something? 
I mean, a lot of it does start from conversations. Um, the last show that we worked on before this one, it was a conversation between Carol and I and talking about these summers that we lived in L.A. as kids, just kind of, I don't know, jumping from pool to pool and finding places to swim. So there are definitely conversations and they're definitely intimate. And so for us, it's about two friends and many friends kind of working together and, and doing things together. I think storytelling, it has to be personal for us. I think we have luckily a lot of experiences, um, not just in fashion, but things that we grew up with that we always talk about when we're taking a cab. And, and so for us, it starts somewhere, whether it's a conversation, a shared experience, going to see a show, um, going to a restaurant, whatever it is, I think that personal aspect for us is really important because that's the way we get excited about it and hopefully then whatever is created from that, um, you know, that excitement shows. Well, I think this sparks a lot of questions. Um, so, uh, like, to begin with, how, how did you guys meet? We met um, in college, uh, freshman year in 1993 uh -huh. at UC Berkeley. And... Um, There's a lot of reefer there, right? Yeah, Berkeley. yeah. I, don't know we can, I don't know if we can talk about any of that. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, and um, really we met because a friend of mine brought us, brought me over to her house and she was getting ready to go out and we were going to go to San Francisco and Carol was her roommate and she was in pajamas looking like she was studying or something and I said, we got to go out and she's like, I got to study, it's 10 at night, where are you going? <laughs> and so I forced her to go out with me and that's kind of what, what started. What kind of a, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but <laughs> specifically, what kind of a night was it? Uh, what happened that night? Well, Umberto had his car freshman year, which was kind of a luxury because as freshmen, you yeah. normally don't have what cars. What kind of a car was it? It was a red Toyota Corolla with uh -huh. cow print seat covers. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, Definitely. Honda, it was a Honda Civic, and it did have cow oh, print sorry. covers. Oh, Honda huh? Civic. Hatchback. Uh, Rashomon yeah. over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we, I think, went to go listen to Mushroom Jazz in San Francisco at oh, Cat's, yeah. Cat's Alley. Really. We were trying to be adults. That wasn't really what I was into, but... Mm -hmm. I was trying to hang out with these girls. And <laughs> what did you want? Uh, you want to just hang out and party and whatever? <laughs> See what happens? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, um, those were different times, right? I, th I think I was confused still. At yeah, because now you guys are like parents. <laughs> so there's not a lot of partying. No. Right? Well, I don't know. We still fit it in. Yeah? Two nights a week. Two nights a week. What nights? Tuesdays and Fridays. Anybody up for going out? <sighs> um, is this like the dance party stuff that you guys get into? Yeah, actually, Carol's 40th birthday is next year. Oh, or, yeah? No, this Friday, sorry. This, this Friday. Friday. <laughs> Either we way, it's important it that is, we make a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like whether, let's just commit to both things. That way you don't have to look anything up, <laughs> you know? Um, when you guys made the children, did you uh, decide to do that at the same time? Or how did that, how did that come out so perfectly? Thanks, Natasha. No, 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 no. Um, I'm just wondering. I'm just like, I think that that's really pretty special that you guys have built such an incredible life together that you guys are like pals from the first night, you know, and continue to be inspired by each other. It's pretty. Yeah. I think that, um, well, when I got pregnant, I was like, oh, Umberto, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, that's great. And I said, you know what? You should have kids too. I was like, I'm going to look it up for you on the internet. And so I went <laughs> to the room next door. Uh -huh. I looked it up and I made it an appointment. We were in Paris at the time. And I was like, when you go back to New York, you're going to meet this agency and I mean luckily it, it all worked out and then a year later he and his <laughs> partner are 
the favorite question is, oh, you guys work together and you guys are really good friends, mm. but after work, I'm sure you guys don't hang out. Uh-huh. But the truth is, we basically call each other right after work and we're like, what are you doing for dinner? Let's hang out. And then we live Aww. in the same building. We hang, we have the same friends. We do the same things. And, um, and when she decided to have a baby, I was like, of course, I have to have a baby. And then, <laughs> accident- and then accidentally, we had twins. And then Carol was like, oh, shit, he got two babies. I got to have two. <laughs> so then she just got, she got pregnant. And she had her second baby. So now we're even. Mm-hmm. And that's and how. And that's it. Everybody can move on with their lives. And then Carol, yeah. and then Carol's moving to Brooklyn. And then I, now I'm moving to Brooklyn. And we are five minutes walking apart from each other. But we're just really good friends that like to hang out with each other. Is there going to be an OC Brooklyn? In the I future, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it would have Maybe. to like give it like a territory or whatever. However, <laughs> Brooklyn works. You can just be like OC Brooklyn. <laughs> Nobody would know where to go. Um, and uh, when you're talking about like being inspired by things, I remember that there was this one trip I really wanted to go. I know you guys always plan these great trips and sort of vacations. There was one um, to the the Great Wall of China. I really felt like I missed out on. That was a fun one, yeah. And we actually we had about 20 people with us going yeah. from Hong Kong to Shanghai to Beijing. I mean, that's extraordinary. Now, you brought your parents on the trip, right? We did, as well as Chloe and friends and mm-hmm. people we work with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we like hanging out with everybody. You know, I think that this idea of community and really kind of, I don't know, being with our friends is really exciting for yeah, us. Yeah, I think for us, we don't like to separate the process. I think... For, we're really lucky that we really enjoy work, and I know people say that, but we really do. I think every day we go in, it, we have the, you know, lucky position to think about, like, oh, you know, this person, we're huge fans of them. Maybe we should just send an email to see if they would be interested in working with us. And, and you know, we've been lucky where people are either intrigued by crazy emails we send them, or, you know, they're like, okay, let's see what, you know, the project can kind of turn out to be. And... I think for us, it's like, if you don't ask or try or put yourself out there, then things don't happen. So we're always pushing each other. Um, uh, Something that I think is uh, interesting in general is kind of uh, this idea of being like a self-made person, you know, Um, and, uh, uh, you know, um, for homework purposes, um, I was on the phone with Chloe at length today to try to get ready for this thing, and, uh, and... It was something that we were talking about. It's just the idea that you guys are like first-generation American, right? And so how do you think that that sort of contributed to being like, I'm going to like leave my mark in this world or I'm going to like make a place for myself or just can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, Carol and I grew up in the suburbs of L.A. and our Very, very tough territory. (laughs) And, um, And Carol's parents were jewelers in a mall. You know, my mom sewed garments in a you know, in a massive factory. And so we both kind of watched, we were always around, we were helping our parents out and we were working with them. And I think that that really inspired us. And there was a lot of, you know, you gotta do good, you gotta do, do good in school. I think that was something that we, we really both felt the need to do. So um, yeah, I think that that kind of persistence and I think, uh, one of the things that we learned is that hard work would lead you to freedom to do what you wanted. And I, I think that's probably my biggest takeaway was if you can really work hard and do what you love and what you love well, that it would 
allow you to do whatever you want to do. And um, I also think that it led to a curiosity because, you know, I think our parents knew one type of upbringing and it wasn't like they were in the States, like taking us to like the new movies that came out. And I think we became very curious because I think we had one side of it with our family and relatives. And then we were also growing up where there are things that, you know, we just became very, very eager to learn, whether it be about music or magazines and reading things. And I think looking actually um, at the photographs that Spike took, those were things that we grew up with that we were like, that really influenced and shaped, I think, experiences that we had. And I remember f like images and also seeing the Matt Hoffman documentary was like super moving. I think those things for us, I think, inform the way we work. We just like to know things and we like to go to the source and be curious. And I th we always said to each other, if we don't have that curiosity anymore, if we don't care, then it's time to do something else. And so I think growing up, having that, you know, we sought it out, you know, we didn't grow up with that much money. We shared the magazine subscriptions with our friends and you'd wait in line at Tower Records for those concert tickets. And it was just, you were hungry for that kind of learning and, you know, it kind of stuck with us. And it was all also in an era where we lived pre-internet. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Don't you feel like that's like, no offense uh, to <laughs> any of the kids in the audience, right? Do you feel like that sort of um, affected uh, uh, a generation in a way like I always think about like you had to really figure out who you were firsthand like you had to come up with it and sort of research it and be like why am I so uncomfortable in my skin what do I do about this it's a nightmare and then you really had to like look for sort of solutions like in music and movies and books to kind of figure out how to feel better and hopefully like find other people you know like like-minded people that were also interested in those things do you, do you feel like that's really changed because of the internet age so you could just like Get I do. So quickly I, online, get all your information. I think that things are a lot faster, and I think that um, you are aware of a lot of different types of cultures. And you know, I think that growing up pre-internet, the subcultures really meant something to us. You know, the skaters were the skaters, and the goths were the goths, and everything. You know, you really, you you were really. Um, you were really kind of part of that subculture that you were in. So, you know, I think slowly, I think one of the things we always try to think about is how do we kind of like go back to those moments in this day and age where technology is fast and and we are moving really fast, how do we stop and, and look? And, you know, I think yesterday's show, about how do we appreciate film photography? Like, do people talk about it anymore? How do we go back to that? And we also love our computers and we love all that because it, and it's, you can use it to such a good, you know, for such good. But then also, I think there's also something nice about the medium of photography and appreciating that and seeing the texture and, and waiting for, to see if that roll of film, is there anything good in it, is there not? So I think a lot of yesterday's, you know, our fashion show was about this, this moment of process and appreciating that process. I mean, I do think that's something that's sort of very um, cool and specific to OC is this way of feeling so modern and yet so um, uh, subculture specific, you know, just being able to move through all those cultures. Yeah. No, it's true. And, uh, and, you know, I think that we, like I said, I think a lot of it starts from conversations and even working with Chloe. It's about these ongoing dialogues that we have and that we talk about, that we reminisce on. And Carol and I have a lot of conversations and there's a lot of friends that we invite into the conversations that help influence us and, and 
what we're working on. Let's say you're a young person and you want to kind of like get involved with OC and you kind of like wanted to get your attention somehow or kind of like come work with you, like what, come work with you guys. What is it that you um, are looking for in somebody? What is it that would make you feel like, oh, this is an exciting new uh, type that I want to be involved with? I mean, I think that what's interesting is we're actually really easy to reach. So I feel like... How? How do I reach you? <laughs> well, more often... I feel often like I've known you a long time. <laughs> pretty More tricky, often actually. than not, we answer the phone when you call the main office line. So where, you're listening to like Yellow Pages type of thing? or <laughs> no, Just but like online? Yeah. If you go on our website, you, there's, you can ask a question. There's purple at openingceremony.us. <laughs> but yeah, uh -huh. so you can email us and... We look at all the emails and we see Personally. everything that comes through. Yeah, we look at everything that comes through. And if you're a person, I mean, I think the things that really excite us is when we see something super authentic and super real and people really passionate about what they're doing and what they're about. To us, it's the most exciting way to meet somebody new or see something come through. It's something really original and exciting and, and um, authentic. So let's talk a bit about um, Kenzo. How did that happen? Um, Kenzo happened because Carol and I um, were celebrating our 10-year anniversary at opening ceremony, and we kind of asked each other and said, you know, it's been 10 years. What's next for us? What could be really interesting? And I think one of the things that we felt is through opening ceremony, we've worked on a lot of collaborations, partnerships, and, you know, I think work helped a lot of young designers, um, which is something that we've continuously really been excited about. But we asked ourselves and said, what would be a great next step for us that would be really fun and exciting? And we said, what if we, I don't know, creative directed a company? So we threw out all these, we kind of sat down and wrote out these lists together and said, what about this idea? What about this idea? And so we kind of put it out there. And Kenzo was actually on the top of our list because it's an old Parisian brand. Um, he was the first um, Asian to really kind of make it in Paris, and we felt like we could. We loved his story, and and we felt like his brand hadn't been touched um, in a wrong way. So we felt like it had a really good new story that we could tell well, and so we put it out there. And um, I don't know. Three days later, we, were fl we flew out to Paris for this job interview, and they said, you know what? we actually have the designer already picked. Who so, was that person? I, don't know, I can't really okay. say. <laughs> <laughs> Asking the and, tough questions. <laughs> and so, um, um, so we said, we can't, so we said, um, let's, well, we are, he said, they said, oh, let's show me what you have. And so Carol and I decided to make a mini movie mm -hmm. with our presentation. And so we went and showed them this movie. And um, what was the movie like? We just made a, a visual mood board of mm -hmm. things that we loved that felt like what the, the Kenzo brand would be. And, and so when, one of the things that they asked us, so we, they, they asked us all these questions. They said, who would you do the ad campaign with? And we said, oh, we'd do it with Jean-Paul Good. And they said, would you be able to get him to do it? And we're like, we don't know. We don't even know him, but we're <laughs> going to figure it out. And um, so it's exciting to see, I think, that. Um, so then that day we got hired. So whatever they had going on, they kind of skipped it and we went to the office that night and saw the office and we literally got the job a week later and moved to Paris. That's incredible. 
Isn't that such a fun way to get a job, too? Of like, you really, you beat them to the punch. It was, yeah. They just knew they really. It was, yeah, really exciting. I think we didn't have that much time to think from when we found out to when we started. And I think the one thing they were really, that was different from every other profile was that we not only, you know, said here's kind of what we feel the collection could look like, which I think everyone kind of took that angle. We presented like, eight other chapters in our presentation on like, this is what the stores could feel like. This is what, like even down to the music, I think we considered every element for the brand. And I think they they literally, like they closed the book after two chapters and they're like smiling and we're like, oh no, 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 we're not, we're not done presenting this. And like, they didn't even let us play the video. We had to force them to sit down because I think when they saw us think about that whole picture, they got really excited because, you know, it, that's really the only way we know how to work is of opening ceremony. I mean, we started it and, you know, we don't have all these other departments, so we had to consider every little part of the process, which, I mean, we would like to work that way, so I think they got really excited. It was really exciting also that I feel like now four years after that date when we got hired, we've been really able to check off all the things that we delivered from that first meeting and um, we you know we've kind of gone above that which is super exciting we got Jean-Paul Good to do it we redid a website for them within two months and and got it up and running and um, I don't know it was, it was really exciting to see I think looking back at at all these promises that we made that we felt like we could really deliver mm. um, does anybody feel like they have any questions Hi, my name is Josh. I, I'm also Hi, Josh. A, a Berkeley grad. I was wondering, you touched on this a little bit about sort of LA and your Berkeley roots. I, I seem to notice that a lot of people, like Asian Americans from the Bay Area, they come out to New York and there's a certain aesthetic. W would you say there's any um, similar themes or backgrounds from that type of California Asian upbringing that translates to the New York um, fashion scene? Thank you. Um, I think that, I mean, it's interesting because Kara and I only know ourselves as Asian Americans growing up in the suburbs in LA. So that alone, we were, you know, listening to whatever music we were listening to and dressing the way, I mean, there's definitely like something in the suburbs that, um, and we reference a lot of that, you know, I think that we did this crazy car show. Um, that show that, was great. That, oh, you were sitting right oh there. Oh my God, that was very exciting. So we did this crazy car show that had, you know, 20 luxury cars coming in and um, these models came out and that collection was really about the story that Carol and I talked about growing up and you were around all these Asians and they did all this crazy, you know, they would turn their cars into crazy, crazy like Mugen power and lowered and and all this insanity and and um, talking about like these weird drag races that you would do in the middle of the night and the top of East LA and um, so that was really the influence of our collection. So I think that those kind of things just kind of seep in, but a lot of it is all the experiences, because then we moved to Berkeley and the Bay Area and growing up in San Francisco and, you know, 93 and on and moving to New York in 2000. So it's all part of everything we do. Yeah, I mean, if there are similarities, it might be because of maybe growing up with, you know, Asian, Asian parents and kind of growing up that way. But, 
you know, it's funny that there are a lot of people that have come from California to New York to design, and, and we're happy to see that. But, I mean, like Umberto said, I think our experience is what we know, but I think we have a similar experience to a lot of people growing up um, at that time period. So it doesn't surprise me that there might be similar references, because I'm sure we were at similar shows and going to similar clubs in San Francisco. So I think that those things kind of cross over. We all had the overalls with one side hanging down. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, um, so opening ceremony is known for um, innovative, as an innovative company. Um, so how do you keep not only just opening ceremony and Kenzo and the collection and your ideas, everything, you know, innovative and then always as the next coming thing and then how, what can you, what can uh, young designers uh, can learn from it? Um, I think that for us, you know, there has to be an element, aside from I think researching and, and understanding what technologies are out there when you're developing a collection on the materials front, I think the thing that I think we always say to ourselves is if it feels comfortable and if it feels like, you know, good at this point, then chances are it's out there. So I think the innovation also comes from pushing ourselves and each other in a way where we always have to say, okay, this feels a little uncomfortable. But that to us is a good sign because I think when you sit in a comfort zone, it's probably something that you've done. And I think in any process that we do, we always try to take it there where, you know, Umberto's like, I want to do this. And I always think, I just don't know how possible it is, but I never, we, like, no is not kind of part of our vocabulary. I always say, okay, I was like, let me go see what's possible, and I go into a different room and freak out with 10 other people. We come back, and we always think, okay, how do we do this? How are we going to make this happen? Because there always is a way, and the truth is, I think, you know, and vice versa, you know, I was like, hey, we're X, Y, and Z, and he's like, oh, I could do it. He's like, I'll make it happen, and I think, you have to push yourself. And I think when you take yourself personally to that level, then you just have risks. I mean, if you take risks, you know, sometimes, hopefully most of the time it pays off. Yeah, I think being nervous is a good thing. I think every collection that we every show we do, we get, we get nervous, but it's a good feeling. And I think if we didn't feel that, I think we would, it would feel wrong. Mm -hmm. It's very true. Um, um, many fields. Um, when you first started, how did you get your financial footing as far as the business? And then how soon after did you begin to build your team? And how did you build your team? Um, Carol and I saved. We both worked in corporate jobs. Um, and I worked in corporate fashion. Carol came from banking. So we both saved what we thought back in 2002 was a decent amount of money, $10,000 each, which seemed felt like a lot to us. Um, so we both kind of put our money together and said, let's try this out and see if this can work. Meanwhile, I was majorly in debt on top of that. So I had to, we went to try to get a line of credit and the guy basically sat down with both of us and they said, Carol, don't use Umberto's name in this loan. Did and Carol was, have an inside guy from her banking connection? No, she didn't. We just went we went off to this this bank on our own and what's interesting is then he said 
this is your credit score, Umberto, and Carol, this is yours. And Carol had this big grin on her face, like, <laughs> oh. I didn't know how upset he would be, but I told him, I was like, we can't use your name. You have really bad credit. And he got really upset. So then within two years, I cleared my debt and my credit score has since, I think, kind of gone a couple of points over Carol's. Oh. So we've had this ongoing challenge of whose credit score is better. But I think um, through that, we used the money that we saved and we got a loan from the Small Business Association. And we really did everything with that amount of money, which was only the amount that we had. So we started the whole company with $40,000 and we just reinvested. We did everything you know, with our own hands. Like We painted the store, um, we put merchandise on our credit cards, and I think you know, it was it was that discomfort of like, okay, this is really scary, but we're just going to do this. And, you know, we had a point of view and we're like, we're really excited about this. And luckily it kept selling and selling out and selling out. And so we were able to grow the company organically. And, you know, I think we are logical people and, you know, I have some, some math skills. So we were able to plan accordingly and, you know, grow it to kind of where it is today, which, you know. And one of our biggest benefits was having very little money it, and that sounds really backwards but it really helped us to just really know what we had to work with and that every dollar counted and you know we basically worked in the store for the first eight years throughout every weekend I'd be on my shift Carol would have her shift but we would and that was it's something that we actually we try to do whenever we can but that we really miss but um, we still try to do it whenever we can, be in the store, helping customers out. And the first person we hired was um, at the beginning of year three. And yeah, and we slowly added people. Hi, I'm John. Um, so obviously you guys are really well known for collaborating with friends and kind of making this community. Um, but when, you know, you've been told and when you try to do your own thing that don't work with friends and family. It's just going to create this tense relationship. And you guys have obviously worked past that. And um, I think we all have experiences where it's not, it didn't go so well. And um, how do you manage to blur that line between personal and workspace and still keep it fun and collaborative and not ruin relationships? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think that when we first started, even before we had the store or anything, we both sat down and we said, okay, so you know, this is all good and all, but what happens when we both disagree on something? What happens when we both have different points of views? And, you know, I think one of the things that we had discussed and decided on is we each had our own roles and that I was creative director, Carol was CEO, and we, at the end of the day, if the, if the problem or the question was in our field, that we would be the final, final say. And um, we've really kind of held true to that. And I think that's really kind of helped um, bridge this relationship because it's, it's pretty black and white. It's pretty finite. There's um, no gray areas in our relationship. I think you have to be very clear about that the roles and also just, I mean, you have to talk about, you have to be able to talk about all the things that could go wrong. And we like drafted like a little agreement between each other, which, you know, we thought was very important. We're like, you know, what if you don't show up to work and like you don't do that? Like ways that we could like, you know, address issues that could come up. And I think 
and we meet like once a year and we like talk about where we think the company's going. I think we have that dialogue with each other, but you just have to be aligned and I think you have to be very upfront about expectations and with that then, you know, there isn't room for kind of misunderstanding. And in the same way we even with our friends, we try to be pretty clear too and and I think as intuitive people you can sense, you know, where where there could be issues and you just talk about it from the beginning. So we've been pretty fortunate where we can do that. But we also, you know, I think coming from backgrounds where we have worked with friends before, we understand kind of the things that we want to address quickly. I think also admitting what you're not good at, because I think that's one of the things that we've been very clear about. And I'll say to Carol, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. Don't make me do that. I can't do that. And then sh we'll have very honest conversa conversations about what we're good at and what we're not good at. Hi, um, my question was basically you talking about the company growing and where it's going now, but where did it all be begin? Like you guys met at Berkeley, but what made you want to be in fashion? What inspired you to build this company and grow it to where it is now? I think that we took a trip um, to visit the friend that actually introduced us at Berkeley to, to Hong Kong. We were in, living in New York, hadn't taken a vacation. And on this trip, I think we had such an incredible experience, um, not only discovering um, Hong Kong through our travels, but ex meeting people designing out of there, young designers, people starting magazines, um, different creative people that really inspired us. And you know, when we came back from that trip, we said, you know, God, it, wouldn't it be great if we could turn this into a job where we could maybe travel to a different country? It was really kind of a naive and almost a selfish motivation of like, we're working these corporate jobs and yes, we can kind of see what we would be, you know, we could see a career path, but we really wanted to take a risk. And we said, you know, we've always had a very similar point of view and we know that we had different complementary skills. So we really said, let's try to create something. And we love so many different types of things. I mean, when we first opened the store, we wanted to keep it, we kept it open until midnight. And we're like, we're gonna keep it open. We're gonna like have a lazy Susan where the cash wrap would turn and turn into turntables. And we're, and so we <laughs> actually did, we kind of a had big. versions of that. And then we had to work the store though. So we were there from like 10 in the morning till midnight and then We'd be hanging out, and we're like, wait a minute. After like, our first week, we were so, we're like, wait, our <laughs> friends aren't coming over as much as we thought they were going to come over, and where's who are we DJing for ourselves? Yeah. And so <laughs> that quickly went away. Um, and so we, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that it started from this idea of two friends being able to travel and do what we loved, which was hanging out, shopping, finding new things, and digging and digging. And I think that we both realized we had this shared passion of digging for things and finding answers and finding things. So it was really exciting to kind of, we came up with this idea called Opening Ceremony, which was every year we would go to a new country and find new things and um, feature new countries, work with the consulate of the countries. And when we told this financial advisor our idea he was like you have a crazy plan he's like who's this sounds so crazy and we're like i know isn't it great we're gonna it's so fun and um so it just kind of all it started that way and it started super organically and um and it really was this first trip that inspired um like the olympics right 
It is. I mean, we named it after Lemmings because we, we, Carol and I thought about like what other entity out there does the same thing where it celebrates a new country, you know, every so often. So the Olympics every two years now goes to a new country. It sets it up and it, it you know, works with the, the country or whatever. So we felt like every year we would have this new celebratory opening ceremony um, for our store. So it, it was almost an automatic refresh button. And we would, you know, every September we would just bring new things in and, and really announce that something new was coming. So in many ways it felt like just a celebration and, and that's kind of where the whole name came from. And, and yeah. We want to thank you all for coming out today. Um, I read something good that I saw on the internet today, and um, thank you, Natasha, for yeah. being oh, a great moderator. Thank you. Um, listen, so Joey Ramon, thanks a lot. Joey Ramon said this. I saw it on the internet today. I think it's very OC. It says to me, punk is about being an individual and going against the grain and standing up and saying, "Hey, this is who I am," you know. And I think that's a very OC idea. And how nice to see that on the internet today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right, you. have a great fashion week. <laughs>